Joseph to give the Vikings the lead back. It's up there. It's out there. And this time it's through. As time expires. And the Vikings are going to win this game on a field goal. Chomp with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Chomp with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 68 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us again on this Thursday. Uh, I am with my co-host, former NFL and MSU running back, J.U. Paul Crick. Say hi, J.U. Hi, J.U. There you go. Nice. And I am also with our numbers guy, our top gambler in the clubhouse, our number one winner, Chandler Nash. Chandler, how are we doing today? We are doing great. Thanks, Frank. No problem. Guys, here we are. We are going into what fucking week are we in? We're going into week six of the NFL, uh, week seven of college football, and uh, we're rolling along now. We're rolling along, and the gambling picks are hot, and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about where we're at as a show. How are you guys? How are you guys feeling after this week? You know, I got a shit ton to be excited about, and uh, I got a big weekend up planned. Big weekend. Yeah, you know, got a little boys trip lined up uh, Friday. Uh, Friday, we're loading up the car, heading down to Bloomington, uh, invading IU's homecoming weekend. <laughs> That's um, great. Going down there, checking out the, the state uh, Hoosiers game. After that, on Sunday, we're heading to Nashville. Uh, Going to be out at the bars drinking all Sunday, watching games. Then Monday, going to the Bills-Titans Monday night game. Oh, man. Uh, juiced about that. And um Real excited about it. This is an entire exciting week. And one thing that I'm really excited about, and I want to get both of your takes on this because you guys are more into this than me, and I'm shocked it's not on the rundown here. Hockey's back. Hockey is back. Hockey's back. And something that I'm super excited about is hockey for the first time since 04. Hockey's back on ESPN. Yeah. And just for you guys, you know, do you think? this is a good thing. Is it going to, I believe it is. I think it's going to get more casual viewers to the sport because it's on ESPN. Um, you know, usually if it's, you know, you watch a, a hockey game on a network channel, it's usually on a Saturday um, on NBC or anything like that. But now you're going to get like Wednesday night hockey. They have hockey shows, the point and everything like that. I'm excited about it. And I think it's going to grow the game of, of hockey and get more eyeballs into it. So yeah. to be completely honest, I didn't add it to the rundown. I was going to do it as the intro, but I'm fucking ecstatic that you brought it up. So let's just let's just chat about it. Like hockey's part of the show now. Good. Fuck yeah, yeah. Jay. I appreciate bringing that up. What were you going to say, Chandler? I was going to say the same thing as Jay. I'm not the biggest hockey guy. I watch hockey. I know what's going on, but it's not like football or baseball to me. But it's going to bring a lot more eyeballs, a lot more casual fans. You saw the Kraken yesterday have their first game ever. You saw high-scoring games yesterday. I think all the over-unders tonight are six and a half besides one game. So I feel like hockey's just kind of building up. I think they're trying to bring that casual fan back in. I just need to hear Gary Thorne back on the mic because yeah. that just brings back childhood memories. Yeah, and- Speaking of the Krakens, they're going to make the playoffs this year. It's, it's crazy. These expansion teams, they have such an advantage. They don't have the same advantage that uh, 
Vegas had when they were an expansion team. But um, you know, they have a pretty good advantage, and, and they're in a they're in a weak division out there. So I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. I think uh, the NHL just said, "Hey, let's." Like it really worked with Vegas. I mean, those Vegas fans are nuts and it's easy to be a nuts fan when you go to the Stanley cup final in your first year, but like the days of like the Atlanta thrashers and the Arizona coyotes, like just being these like, like 13 win teams in their first years, those are done. The NHL is just like, we're going to give them a fighting chance and make this mark. I mean, it's, I don't want to call it genius. I do think there's a little bit of like, it's kind of bullshit a little bit that they just kind of get these relaxed rules and they get to kind of, build these teams but if you are the goal of an expansion team is to get in areas and markets where hockey isn't and to get people to watch a fucking team uh that they don't know they gotta win so it's kind of it is genius to get it all to get it like pumped up in the area because i mean look how crazy vegas is a, is a place to play and I'm, I, I'm hard pressed to believe that those fans would be that crazy if they sucked Um, 100% Frank and and Seattle's a great sports town you got a 12th man you got people back in the Mariners they haven't been in the playoffs in 20 years they're crazy about soccer too right the Sounders Sounders. great big fan base and look at Frank he's got the KGJ shirt on right now Ken Griffey Jr my all-time favorite this is not planned this is not planned this at all (laughs) this is my this is my Griff shirt this is one of my favorite shirts this is one of my favorite shirts Griffey, the pure swing in baseball. Oh, well, I mean, we could, we should just, let's find his birthday and just record a show and talk about how fucking (laughs) swaggy Griff was. Arguably number one in all sports of all time. I do want to, I do want to admit I'm a fanboy. My DraftKings username is Chan Griffey Jr. If anyone wants to follow me. So I am a huge Griffey fanboy as well. And when I, speaking of Griffey, when I started, first started playing baseball, I used to wear the hat backwards. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> that was like taboo. Turning your yeah. hat around was like fucking taboo. And it was like, oh, look at Griff. My dad was like, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, put your hat on. <laughs> wear your hat. Wear your hat correctly. <laughs> but, um, so look, let's get back into the hockey thing. There's some crazy storylines that's going on. You know, obviously, um, you know, the expansion team with the Krakens. And how about this? Like everything that's unfolding with uh, Evander Kane, the the fake uh, vaccination card, um, you know. The, he, just, he sounds just like not a not a good person. Not a good dude at all. The whole <laughs> thing going on with his wife, the extort, the betting on the games, everything. This guy is like that's a no pun intended, a black guy in the sport of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. You know, and for those who may not know, Evander Kane, he's just swimming in debt. Like, it all starts from his gambling problems. And then it just sounds like, according to social media, he, like, left his trophy wife to, like, go gamble and, like, leave them alone. And then the Vax card, I actually haven't read too much about it. Who's, like, I don't know. the. I just saw, like, a headline on it. Don't you think you'd lay low after such a hot off season? Like, what do you do? Spell Pfizer, P H I Z E R, or something like? How how do you get busted with a fake? <laughs> I just I don't get. I don't know if you're in the NH. Like, if you're just a professional athlete, sometimes I'm just like, stop! Don't blow this! Like, stop fucking up! Like, I don't. You could put so many people around you to like keep you out of this shit. I don't know. Maybe it's easier said than done. Like, no, it's I don't, not. Okay. It's not. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's called it's called common sense. I just with an opportunity like he's got, like, I don't know. And how you go into debt as like making millions of dollars is also mind-blowing to me. Fucking crazy. But 
in the NHL vein of things, before we get too far off the with Evander Kane, I did want to talk about the, the two games last night um, and it being on ESPN. So awesome seeing it at ESPN. And I kind of forgot. It was just like, I knew hockey was on. I'm flipping around. I'm like going to NBC. I, I don't know. It just kind of slipped my mind. And then I was like, oh, fuck, we're on ESPN tonight. And it was just kind of, it was so cool to see um, ESPN, NHL and ESPN. And I have the ESPN app uh, where I check my sports and shit. And you, like the way it works, obviously, like at the top, it says top events. And when I hit top events, NHL came up first. And that was like the first time I've ever seen ESPN because now they're making money from it. So now you're seeing more headlines. You're seeing more uh, numbers around it. And I actually saw a tweet today. I follow this like TV rate, sports TV ratings guide or whatever. Um, and that first game, that Penn's lightning game had like, I'm, I'm ballparking a little bit, but like 989,000 viewers and the best NBC ever did for a regular season game was 932. So, yeah. So, I mean, and NBC, that game that NBC had was like a big buildup game. You know, it was like, I don't know. It was like perfect time. This was just, you know, a Wednesday night opening night game. So I was pumped to see, just to see that. And you're kind of seeing it in timelines more. People are falling into it. Like, um, who well, you got such good personalities, Frank. I think that's what it is too for the casual fan. Yeah. The Steve Levy's, the Barry Melrose's, the Linda Cones, the John Butchergrass's. Yeah. You didn't have that Messier's. much. They got Gretzky. Oh, they had they had Chelios going. Oh yes. my and they're just like, look at you're like, look at these fucking beauties, you know. Yes. It's and, good. It's great. And one of the best thing about, because I watched the pregame stuff outside, and it was like just like a football production and everything like that. And it was, because I think hockey guys have a little different mindset and mentality than football guys. You know, Messier and um, they were they were going back chirping each other. You know, oh, when I play, you know, we could have won three Stanley Cups, but oh, then it's someone jumping. Well, we took one from you. You know, that's great. That's yeah. what you want to see. And uh, I, I loved it. I, I you know, it, it made me excited. When I watched the pregame, I was like, holy shit, this is really cool. This is exciting. And I sit and I watched the entire game. Yeah. You know, the the, the Pengs uh, Lightning game. I watched that entire thing. It was it was good. Yeah. And speaking of betting-wise, the biggest sucker bet in the fucking world last night the, that all of Vegas knew everyone was going to take was Tampa Moneyline, uh, Vegas Moneyline parlay. Everyone, they knew everyone in the world was going to take those two games. And Vegas knew that Tampa had just won two Stanley Cups and drank a hundred beers over the last two summers and was going to come out flat. And they even said it, the guys like Chelios and them were just like, you know, after you win back to backs, you know, you kind of come back and there's, you know, there's, it's hard to get up. It's hard to kind of match that excitement. Yep. And you can never really sleep on the pens. I think since the mid eighties, any team that's gone back to back hasn't gotten out of the second round that third year. So it, it really speaks to your point, Frank, of there's a whole season hangover is in yeah. what we've seen in recent memory. And how could there not be? You go back to back, you're kind of just like, all right, well, like one cup and you're, you're like your career's made. You win two in a row. You're just kind of like, all right, well, now we're we're going into season three here. Oh, yeah. oh and and just forget also the amount of games you play. I mean, you're playing double the games of everybody else. Um, last note on NHL on ESPN, I was just having this moment last night when Vegas Seattle came on. And watching the game, like, I kind of wish it was in Seattle. I can't wait to see that game. in. I can't right. wait to see a Seattle game. But 
um, it was just like the two expansion teams and I'm watching that game and I'm like, this is, I'm looking at their jerseys, how like non-traditional they are. You're watching the CGI to start the games. And I'm like, this is like me playing NHL 2005, you know, <laughs> over 15 years ago and like creating two teams and having them play each other. It just reminded me, I was just like, I can't believe this is like a reality, like the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. Like this all just seems like fucking fake to me. <laughs> wild, wild stuff. But I loved it. Hockey's on ESPN. Um, but I agree about Gary Thorne. The other guys were okay, but I wanted a little more electricity. Yeah, get the get the get the highlighter around the puck too with the tail yeah. when you shoot it. Like, Easy. God, that's euphoric right there. Uh, the, the fox track. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, since we're getting into it, like, I mean, we got to just touch on the Red Wings real quick before we uh, before we move into you know our football tirade. But I'm going to the game tomorrow. Home opener. Can't fucking wait. Obviously, is it Tampa? Been, yeah, Tampa, which is horrible. I mean, it's just, of course, they got embarrassed too for the first game of the season just to, to come right into Detroit. But the Wings are going to be very exciting this year. Uh, they cut Bobby Ryan. That was kind of like some big news of the offseason. A lot of guys wanted to keep him, but I kind of, this is just my take on it. Like, if Holland is still the GM of the Red Wings, we keep, we keep Ryan without a doubt. He's still on the roster. But it's Iserman's team now. He knows he wants to play the young guys. There's no point in holding on to someone who's not going to be part of the future. So while I did respect how the guy played, and I thought, you know, he played awesome with a lot of heart, and I think he likes being a Red Wing and he wants to play for Iserman, like, I'm so pumped that we got Raymond and Sider on the starting roster, and I'm going to see Lucas Raymond's first game uh, tomorrow night. So – the boys are young. We're like the fourth youngest team in the NHL. The oldest guy on the team or like Danny DeKaiser now is like the third oldest guy on the team. Like, I don't know. I have no idea really what to expect. I just hope they're, I kind of hope they're like the Tigers. I hope they're like exciting. You know, I don't expect them to make a playoff push, but like, it'd be nice if they were like 500 and we're just like a competitive team. And, and Frank, you follow the Red Wings more than I do. I can't speak on Ju's behalf, but what do you think about, uh, I think his name's Valeno, going down to Grand Rapids? Was that injury-related? Is that a roster move? Do we expect him to come up pretty quick? He was a top pick in the last three, four years, wasn't he? Yeah, I think I think a lot of fans and a lot of people are pretty dis- disappointed that he went back down. But um, I don't think it's, like, crazy concerning. Um, I think they just want to develop him some more. I don't think he's on the verge of, like, being cut or being a bust or anything like that. I mean, he's so young still. Um, I'm kind of curious actually how old he is now, but he's got 23, 24. Joe Valeno, let's see, he is 21. Okay. So he's he's super young. Like he's super young. So I think they're just still developing him till he's ready. And you know, it could just be one of those two where uh like you know, Iserman just wants, you know, he's just testing the kid. But mm-hmm. Definitely, like, I mean, his name's Joe. He's like Joey Valeno. You know, he's like Joey Meatballs. Everyone in suburban Michigan wants him on the Red Wings roster. <laughs> but but I think it's a development thing. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be great. Fuck, we got top 10 picks all over the ice tomorrow night. First Tampa. Joe will be ele- – or, wow, Jesus. LCA will be electric. Go Sabres. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you want to talk about the worst team in sports. <laughs> <laughs> rebuilding rebuilding year forever. again yeah forever. again yeah you've been rebuilding since we took Hasek from you back in 02 no, all right 
All right, moving on, moving on here. Uh, love the hockey chat. J.U., I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, I was going to omit it. Stupid of me. Should have never even considered that. Well, uh, if you would answer your phone yesterday, that's why I called you. Buddy, buddy, this, uh, buddy, just had a long one yesterday. Real long day yesterday. Was it yesterday or two days ago? It was yesterday. See, I don't even know where I'm at right now. <laughs> I apologize for missing your call. Missed a lot of people's calls yesterday. All right, moving into the NFL. Uh, big week. Speaking, for, of, speaking of missing your call, what, what, real quick, real quick. There we go. Speaking of missing your call, do you guys leave voicemails? All uh, the time. All the time. In my line of work, I, I no, have no, no, to. No, no, no. I'm saying if you call your boy. No. No. And he doesn't answer. Never. No. Unless I want to, unless I'm in like a funny mood and I want to leave them like, a, I want to just rip into their ass or something. You know what I mean? I'll fuck yeah, with okay. them. But no, I don't, I'm not like, hey, Joe, it's. Frank, it's about two thirty on Friday. Uh, hit me, you know. My parents leave me those messages still. Yeah, my my buddy Zach, like he's like he would text me back and say, "I'm not calling you because you didn't leave me a voicemail." <laughs> what's up? What's up, Zach's ass? He's a hockey guy. He's a hockey guy. He's a hockey guy. Is he going down to Indy? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I want to hear more about that trip. We'll do it. We'll do it when we when we talk college. But yeah, what? I, that's ridiculous. The voicemail thing. That's ridiculous. I, I will leave it a voicemail for like a work related thing. If there's information I need or yeah. like, but like, yeah, I mean, if someone called like a mystery number calls me and I don't get a voicemail there, I Google the number and then they're lost in space. That's it. Right. I'm just saying, if you call your boy, obviously you're going to see the, this is 2021. The cell phone will say miss call from Frank Cerise. Okay. I'll be like, Oh, Frank called me. Let me call him back. Or I'll shoot him a text. Hey, what's up, man? You called. Yeah. You know, different things like it, but I'm not gonna leave a voicemail. And it, yeah, so yeah, that's hey, uh, Frank. Could you give me a call back? It's two thirty on a Thursday. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me a jingle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah, my uh, my parents all day though. Frank, it's dad. About all right, two, Frank, get back on track. Am I bad? Two forty-five. That's my favorite before we get off. Hey, it's dad. No shit. Your number's yeah. been saving my phone for 15 years. Yeah. And like, I know your goddamn voice. Like even, yeah. even if, even if you called from a payphone, like I figure it out. You're my dad. <laughs> like, oh, man. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. You know, precious stuff there. You know, generational thing. Fuck. Oh, do we lose Jay? How about yeah. that? How about that freeze frame? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he's on Quaaludes. There he is. Sheesh. You good? All that phone talk, Russell. My computer's <laughs> Jimmy. Yeah, I didn't like that. All right, we're gonna get back on track in five, four. Okay, now that we've touched on everything um, NHL voicemail wise, let's move into the NFL for less of a fun conversation or maybe it or maybe a hilariously funny conversation i don't know i'm not i don't want to be too serious about it um but emails email we were talking voicemails let's talk emails uh john gruden got in a little bit of trouble and by a little bit of trouble i mean like he's he's canceled right like he's erased from the earth we'll never see him again um because all his emails got leaked in an investigation of the washington football team um, so curious your guys' takes about everything that's happened. And just to recap, John Gruden resigned. He wasn't fired. He resigned right away. He, he was fired. 
He was fired. Either way, okay, yeah. I think I mean, they, they say resigned, but really he was fired. Co- correct. Yeah, I'm am just going like by official, you know. So he he technically resigned, pushed out, whatever. Um, and then the Bucks removed him from the Ring of Honor. So those are the two things we we got going. So curious your guys' thoughts on everything that went down. Um, well, I'll jump in first. Um, I've had uh, some former teammates um, that had John Gruden as a coach. Um, you see John Gruden on TV. It's a polarizing figure. He's a figure that you're like, oh, man, you know, why Spider Banana? You know, all this shit. And, you know, like gets you – he's like the Kansas City offense. A lot of fucking flash and everything like that. And at the end of the day, he's a dick. Um, you know, I had a lot of teammates. I was like, I was like, hey, how was it playing for John? He's like, he's an asshole. He's an absolute asshole. He he loves himself and everything like that. And you know, th- this whole thing came out on last Wednesday when he made the racist remarks about D. Smith, the uh, president of the uh, NFLPA. So he made those, and then he came out and trying to walk around it. And I knew something more was going to come out because after he said, you know, I don't know what I said, you know, blah, 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 and, you know, whatever else comes out. He was already alluding to more coming out about it. And my only my only um, issue with it is um, it took till the other stuff came out to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, like, you know, the the – gay slurs the misogynist stuff about women and everything like that it took that to get rid of him when it should have been the first thing in the first place because he's leading a team where in the league that's 70 percent well the t- actual no i said 70 is 68.7 percent of the nfl are black players yeah 100 percent of the and, secondary yeah exactly <laughs> you know he's leading that team and also too He's leading a team with the first openly gay player. Yeah, that was why. That was why on the team. And then you know those. I kind of forgot that. about that. You know, and then he's lead. You know, he's playing and he's reffing in games. And Sarah Thomas, I believe the first or second game, she was reffing his game, and he's chummy with her, smiling, ha he, he, ha ha. You know, that's the thing that gets to me. And all these people on social media that's that's saying. Um, oh man, you know, if they dug up everyone's past, you know, we'll all be screwed or, you know, different things like that. I call bullshit on that. Are you mad that he got fired and you're not mad what was said in the emails? That's my thing on it. Um, And, uh, you know, so I think he deservedly needs to be gone. He needs to be exiled. And it's not cancel culture. It's accountability culture. He needs to be held accountable for this. Um, And I think they're doing it, but um, I just think the NFL, I think, Overall, everything else has to be put on an equal. All minorities, Black, Asians, gays, everything has to be put on the same platform. One cannot outweigh the other. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion on it. I know this is, we're getting a little deep into things here, a little spicy, but that's just my opinion on it. And I think it's absolute bullshit that he was able to coach in the game on Sunday for that. Yeah, I mean, I just, like, in, I mean, you know, there's 32 guys in the entire world who get to coach NFL teams, right? You know, it's the top of the top. It's all of that. Yeah. I mean, and anybody at any level, especially with any authority, if those emails are pulled up, doesn't matter if it's 15, 20 years ago, you know, I mean, you're going to lose your job at the very least, you know, you're going to lose your job. The way the stuff came out. I mean, I, 
is, is like the fishiest part to me. It's, you know, like the, the story to me is not really that Gruden said this stuff or that Gruden got fired or any of that. Like, I know that's the focus of a lot of it. And it's, you know, it's unacceptable for him to say those things. And like, what a moron for putting it like in emails, like, Work email. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, I mean, I just like, you know, you're crazy to think that, you know, people don't have private conversations and say things that they would either regret or not want other people to hear. But like, so that's all there. But like, what is wild to me is just how this all came out. And to me, it just kind of feels like, you know, the first comment comes out and it's really, you know, racially charged or really dancing around like a racial slur for lack of a better word. And you know, he says he's sorry. Mike Tarico's on there saying like, I don't, you know, he's my good friend. I don't think anything bad was happened. And then it's like, okay, well that didn't knock him off. So let's release these other ones here. And I just feel like if he somehow would have danced around like that one, <laughs> that one that was like, just, you, what'd you call it? This, this, the trifecta Jay, like where he just, yeah. he just, you know, when it, when it minorities, he went at women, you know, he went at gays, like, if that one wasn't enough, then I just think 10 more were coming. And right. I, don't, I don't know who was pulling the strings on this or who wanted who out. But to me, and maybe this, this is wrong of me, that is the most in, like intriguing, like Illuminati feeling powers that be part of this. That well, I don't, I definitely, that I don't I definitely care. Th- I definitely think the NFL leaked those emails. Without a doubt. But I just yeah. wanted, why did they want him out? And like, was it... Um, you know, the owner of the Raiders, like locked in this big contract and he's chummy with somebody there that like, I just, my brain could go a thousand different directions of, of why. I just think the NFL was pissed that after well, the yeah. first one, well, he didn't, he didn't get fired. And then, so they're like, okay, let's do more. And you're right, Frank, it was going to be another one. If he danced around it, there was going to be more coming out. There's over 600,000 emails. That's what I mean. But that's, but that's also what I don't. Okay. So were they mad about the emails? Like, I just think there's more than that. Unless, unless Goodell was really like, you, you're not allowed to call me that. Oh, I think more's coming. I think more's coming. I think they're hunting a whale, but they just got a shark right now. Mm-hmm. I agree with you guys. I mean, hey, it's inexcusable at all levels. We all make mistakes. We've all said things we shouldn't have said and, and we regret, regret. But what was disturbing to me was the first one came out in 2011, then it came out in 2017 and 2018. So it's not a mistake. It's a pattern at that point in time. That's the difference for me to say, he didn't make a mistake. He didn't say something emotionally charged. This is how the man actually feels because he's continuously said that and it's a pattern. And there's no place for that, not in athletics, not in just the NFL. There's no place for that. Not in today's world, not ever. So let's get that to the side. The second part that I want to bring up that Jay, you just touched on is what else is in that closet? Because he was sending emails to Bruce Allen, the GM president of the football team. What were the responses? Who else was on that chain? What other communication in 600,000 emails, who else was getting sent emails? How far can you dig deep? Um, My thing is, it's basically what Jay, you said earlier, the hypocrisy in It should be level across all playing fields, no matter who you're discriminating upon, whether it's religion, race, sex, gender, Asians hating on blacks, blacks hating on whites. It should all be dealt with the same. And John Gruden got what he deserved. He got fired. He's got egg on his face. He'll never come back to anything mainstream as he shouldn't. 
Um, and it's, it's a lesson for all of us. Nothing's private anymore. And what you say behind people's back and behind closed doors will now come to light. And it's disturbing because this was a man who was a grown adult when he made these comments. He was in the league around people with different backgrounds for so many years, and he still had the audacity to make statements like that. He wasn't a in kid. An email. In an email. He didn't do it 35 years ago. This was recent two, three years ago after a full life experiences. Totally inexcusable. Well, you say he had the audacity to do that. I take it a step further. He had the, the, the arrogance to do that because he's kind of it was ignorant i mean i don't even think i don't think he like went out to make these comments like i think this was just him like no no no. that's what i'm saying like it's he's he's that arrogant he's like i'm john gruden i can get so i can't even put this in my work email because that's me and i can get away with it the nfl logo is in the signature like like yeah you know i get it i've been around i have different groups of friends where if I'm with these group of friends, I can, I can cuss, I can swear, I can do whatever. Like, great. I'll tell you a story. Back in college, we went to, we would go out to parties and the group of friends that we'll be drinking around and, uh, you know, teammates and stuff, drinking, cheers and doing shotguns, uh, keg stands, everything. And then there was this one guy and his, his other uh, guy there, um, they were the religious guys on the team, but they'll come to, and I was finding myself holding a beer behind my back because it's that two different groups. I don't take <laughs> things to different sides of things, but I, cause I'm not that arrogant to think I can get away with it on a, you know, full scale thing. And that's what John Gruden did. And it came and bit him in the ass. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, uh, I don't know. There's layers to this. And like, if I'm being honest, uh, which that's all this show is, is just honest. It's all it is, pure honesty. I, and I don't know if this makes me a pussy or what this, or I don't know what this makes me. You guys tell me, like, I don't want, I don't want this to open Pandora's box. Like I am maybe call me a sheep. Like I don't want email headlines for the rest of the NFL season. I, I really just, I just like watching like football. Like the sideshow is, is part of it. And it's funny when it's Urban Meyer down in Cincinnati, but I hate it when it's this stuff. When it's taken over, when it took over a great Monday night football game. That's what I mean. Like, I just, I just, and like, I don't really want to talk about this on the fit. Like, I like, yeah, I get it. You're supposed to have hard conversations and yeah, it's not easy for me. Like whatever. It's like, I wish it was just a perfect world, but like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want email headlines like for the rest of the NFL season, you know, I don't know. It's unfortunate that the, if there's a positive or silver lining that comes out of it, I hope a lot of people really, uh, you know, think and, and take into account what they're actually saying and and what that does to different people and, and how can it, it can affect you because uh, words matter more now than ever and uh, it obviously mattered in this instance and and hate's not hate's not acceptable anywhere anytime. Yeah, and l- last note on this because I do think it is a little ridiculous. Like I don't think john gruden deserves any awards or anything like that i did think it was a little strange i did think it was strange that the bucks took him out of their ring of honor like i really did i just no. thought it, i thought it was kind of random like no. here, here here's my point here's i'm just gonna make my point jay and then you could come at me like they still have antonio brown on that roster who has like all the shit he has and just just for like perspective like oj simpson is still still in the bills Bill's ring of honor. He almost cut his, cut his wife's head off. So I'm just, no, just giving perspective there. I think the reason it took him out was because part of those, even there was some stuff about the Glazier family 
in those emails. Ah, smart. Thank you for that. Okay. So, so that's why I think they took him out of it. There I wonder, there's, a, there's a statue of him in the building. I wonder if they're going to take that down. What, Joe Paterno style, oh, you think? Joe style. <laughs> Maybe Bo Schembechler soon here, to be honest. Yeah, well, let's we can only hope okay i uh i mean i i got the bill's ring of honor here i was like is oj oh my god is oh, oh OJ's yeah. up there yeah, yeah look, look at like bill's people are always like the juice like okay stop <laughs> frank oj was 30 years ago all right that's beyond the, the yeah limitation. Limitation. He was, and it looks like it looks like he was the first member in it looks like he was the first guy in as he should have been at the time the juice all right that's like literally what you guys say. Um, what, a great, right. what a great nickname for his line, the electric company. What? Oh, yeah, I know. What I know. What a great fucking name. That just reminded me, like, another, like, I'm going to talk about my dad again. Like, he would always just, you know, I'd be like, you know, OJ ran for a lot of years. My dad, he had the line. He had that line in front of him. Barry did it without a line. I'm like, all right, okay, <laughs> all right. Why are you always angry with me? <laughs> Um, all right, cool. Uh, so, and then just side note, Urban's off the hook. I just wrote Urban's off the hook. Oh yeah. <laughs> like Urban had to release the emails. He had to do it. That was probably him. Um, all right. Baseball playoffs are underway. Just wanted to touch on this quickly. Um, I want everyone out here to know everyone who listens to this, Ben Verlander, Justin Verlander's br- brother, kid brother. Uh, he was a baseball player, but now he's like in media. I, do you know where Chandler, where he's broadcasting out of? I don't know where he's out of. It's it's almost like he's freelance or like an internet guy. You know what I yeah. mean? So I've followed Ben Verlander, like since he was a baseball player in college and I've kind of watched his career and like for a hot minute, he wanted to be like a meme guy. I think he wanted Fox to Sports. be, there he is Fox sports. Thank you, Jay. I think he wanted to be like a meme guy, but anyways, he finally got a job with Fox sports and you guys should all follow him because this guy just like misses like I've never seen a baseball analyst like miss in my life. Uh, for example, he posted his uh, MLB playoff postseason predictions and he got ev- every single one wrong. Like uh, he had Tampa advancing the Yankees or well, yeah. Well, the playing games included. He got everything. He got everything. I'm looking wrong. at everything. Yeah, he got everything <laughs> wrong. And this is not the first time he's done this. He created like a top 10 MLB teams at the end of this season and just omitted the White Sox. And like people are tweeting at him like, hey, what about the White Sox? Like they won the Central. Like, so I just want to note that everyone keep an eye on there. And Channy, I know you're you're more into the baseball scene than I am. So I just wanted to know. Baseball guy, I'd like to say real quick, since you're going to hear it tomorrow, if you want to bet the game tomorrow night, Logan Webb, for the Giants, 7-0, and sub-2 ERA at home this year. Take the Giants minus 110 in game five against the Dodgers. It is an odd year, and Giants only win the World Series in odd years, in odd number of years. The Giants. But, huh? Right, you said the Giants? The Giants, yeah. I know. I know. But the Red Sox are going to win it all. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> I am on the Braves train. Hotlanta, baby. Let's go. I'm on the Braves. Without their best player, too. Why not? Did you guys see Chipper Jones drop that foul ball? Yes. <laughs> I missed that. That was a can of corn, and he just fumbled it. And, and he's sitting in the stands. A foul ball comes up there. He goes to catch it and drops it. And even the players in the dugout, they're looking at him like, damn, you're in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Hell yeah. October is here, you know. 
I feel like last week I was like, October is the best month. And then we just talked football, but I mean, NBA is coming back. Hockey's coming back. Um, does anyone know what's going on with Kyrie, by the way? I feel like that's the other headline. Is it? Yeah. He's he not um, getting vaxxed. He's not getting vaxxed. Uh, they, the Nets informed him that he will not be extended. His contract will not be extended. I think his days in uh, Brooklyn are numbered. Um, they said you can't play part-time. Um, you know, you because obviously in New York or California, you have to be fully vaccinated to be in those venues and arena. And they say you can't play when we're on the road, not at home. So he's not he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna come back. And, and it's it's really sad. Um, the crazy thing about it is, you know, I'm not here about vaccine or anti-vaccine or anything like that. The crazy thing that's happening now is like I don't think he gets it. Um, all the people that were you know against him when he was doing his protesting and you know everything that told him shut up and dribble those people now are on his side saying oh yeah don't get the vaccine don't get the but they're all vaxxed as well you got ted cruz all these people doing that but that's another kind of warm i'm not going down that path frank i agree with you ju i don't really care if you're vaxxed or unvaxxed or whatnot but my thing that i found interesting in this whole thing is that he's saying that he's willing to get vaxxed but he's doing it for the people who are voiceless and in somewhat of a paraphrase. So he's trying to be this like social warrior, like I'll get vaxxed, but I'm going to do it for the voiceless. And it's like, that, that just kind of threw me for a curve. That's so Kyrie that it's just, it's not even worth my time. Get him out of Brooklyn. You do what you want to do with your life, but the reasoning behind it, I I don't know. I saw the, uh, I saw the headline of voice for the voiceless, which, um, (laughs) You know, that's hip hop. That's what, that's how you describe rap and hip hop, right? That's how it was originally described as a voice for the voiceless. So it was also a WWE CM Punk. Um, <laughs> okay. Voice the voiceless. All right, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, really, I think hip hop had it first, but it's just, it's just wild. It's just like a warp of like, what are we living in? Like, I don't know. Anyways, wild stuff. We're moving into the fucking NFL. Uh, we're getting on the field. NFL. Where's the rundown? I lost it here. There we go. NFL. We'll go short here because it's nothing new. Uh, before the show started, JU actually, we're moving into the Detroit Lions here. JU gave us a breakdown of what happened with our Lions in that final 30 seconds after they, uh, after they took the lead in Minnesota. Um, and he's got, you get, he's got big beef with the Lions play calling in secondary, and he, he opened my eyes to it because he's actually breaking down what happened as, as opposed to me who's just like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And I think it's, it's coaching, it's play calling, it's execution on the field, all those combination of everything come together. And there's no reason, like when I did that breakdown, I just wanted to show you guys like behind the scenes as not just a fan, like you said, Frank, sitting on the couch watching it and just what these people are, the thought process, what you should be doing and everything like that. And that's goes into, you know, football being the greatest game. It takes 11 guys to, make one, you know, five seconds successful. So, but the Lions, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I got so many texts and DMs saying, don't, don't stop believing in Lions. Don't give up on the Lions yet. Don't give up. And I'm done. I didn't even watch the game. It's, it's, you got to watch the game, Jay. It's part of the job of the show. Jay, <laughs> I think it's, I think you fucked up, man. I do. I think you fucked up. You bailed. You were so gung-ho lions dan campbell bite kneecaps like all that and then sure they went out and lost again but this was the week that dan campbell 
won over America and Detroit Lions fans. Never would have thought in my life that a man crying after a football game would win over more people than it would lose them. But he did. It was like such a football. You're both shaking your head at me. It was such a football guy thing for him to do that. Everyone loved it. Everyone fucking loved it, except maybe you two, because it looks like you both hated it. Chandler, I'll let you go first. On this. I mean, before I want to jump on this, I hope we recorded Ju before this. He was like Ron Jaworski on NFL matchup when they yeah. had the pointer out, the bracket covered. No, no, no. I want to be Dan Orlowski, not Ron. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You're Jaws. You're Jaws, buddy. Deal with it. Jaws is from Buffalo, so I'll take Jaws. Yes. <laughs> is he in the Ring of Honor? No. Back to the main point about Dan Campbell. It's not my cup of tea. It's too early in the season. Um, that, that's kind of what you get with Dan Campbell. It's authentic. That's what I respect about it. He's kind of a quirky guy. Is that my cup of tea? Five games into the year to be crying about losing a game because Great. you love your team and they work so hard. Like I, that, that, That's just not me. That's not my leadership style. That wouldn't get me going as a player. It's not my cup of tea. What I will say to his defenses, he's quirky. He's that, that, it, it seemed authentic coming from him. So I can't knock it. It's just, it's not my style. And I wouldn't, as a player, respond to it uh, if that were to happen. But obviously, I've never been in a, a co- or a NFL locker room. I've only been in a D1 college locker room or maybe a JV high school locker room. But nonetheless, J.U., what do you think? And how do you think the players would respond to a coach like that crying in a press conference after a game? All right. So I'm going to name you guys some people. Jim Mora, Dennis Green. Herm Edwards, Mike Singletary, Dan Campbell. What do all of them have in common? NFL head coaches. Memorable press conferences. Jim Moore, hello, playoffs, playoffs. All right, Denny Green, crown them. The Bears are who we thought they were, blah, 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 blah. All right, Um, Mike Singletary, I won't take that. He pulled his pants down, everything like that. Did all that (laughs) shit, all right? And I played under Mike Singletary when I was with the 49ers. I know his style, everything like that. Dan, Dan Campbell going out there and crying basically told you Lions fans, we're done for the season. We give up for the season. We are done. We're looking at next year. Don't expect anything from us. That's what he told you as fans. What? Don't expect anything for us. Because he, he said, I don't know when the wins will come. Maybe next year whatever prelude into that that's fine they're done they're I mean, done they are done i didn't need they're dan done. campbell crying as a to player tell as a I, player in the locker room you don't like you don't want your coach coming up like giving up your coach is just supposed to be a guy that's a hey let's fight for everything. he gave up he he's gave not up giving that. up you're he nuts. gave up in that in no that, one's giving up if anybody's not giving up it's this lions team they just stink they just stink man they have no one they have the worst roster in the NFL. And yeah, and maybe the worst coaching, whatever. What did, what did crying do? What did crying do? Earn him another year as a, as a, you know, with the fans? He'll be here what five did years. Do? Like, like, dude, did crying say, I put in more emotion than the next guy? I put in more than the next guy? Did, is that what crying does? You know what it did, J.U.? It did nothing for the people in that locker room or that team, but those slappies like my neighbor who was jumping around on Sunday after they kicked the field goal, Dan Miller, they got the two point conversion. I see my neighbor jumping around and to paraphrase Mike Gundy, it made me want to puke. 
because that <laughs> is disgusting. That you, you don't, it, it happens every time. If the red lights come on in a train track, the train's coming. If the Lions go up with a minute left, the loss is coming. I don't know how you see it coming. And to your point, J.U., it only did something for those slappy, Kool-Aid drinking, season ticket holding for defenders. Other than that, it did nothing for anybody, in my opinion. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, I'm a self-proclaimed slappy, but I'm not a Ford defender. And when they got the two-point conversion, I busted out laughing. Uh, that was my general reaction. I wasn't, like, cheering. But I want him to get his win. I don't want to go 0-17. I want to win one or two games. I'll take the number one overall pick, but I do not want to lose every single fucking game. You're not going to lose every game. Well, I hope not. But You're not going to. It's not looking like, good. Like, like I'm we, saying – Bears on Thanksgiving. To your question, Frank, like, you know, does this in the locker room, it does not give the players like, oh my God, hey, you know, players like, hey, did you see coach crying in the press conference? Yeah. Oh, okay, let's go win this one for him. No, I think it, it doesn't do that. That's fair. I mean, that's totally fair. And like, you're crying, you know, you're an NFL head coach. But I will say, I will say, I liked, I like this, this, whatever the fuck you want to call this, like, new level of torture from the line. You like this better than Jim Cadwell? No. No, not at all. But I like, but I like it more than Patricia, like by eight, like 10,000 fold, 10,000 fold. My question is what was so emotional? I get it. It wasn't, this was a week five game. This wasn't the playoff loss. This was in the Super Bowl. I get that. What was so emotional about losing? Guy just cares. Guys just cares. I don't know, dude. He's like a clown. I mean, he's like, he's like, He's like a, he's like very entertaining and I'll take that. I'll take this suck over the Patricia suck. The Patricia suck really suck. And we're supposed to suck this year. So it's like, fine. Like we're in full rebuild mode. Patricia was like the nine and seven isn't good enough. Like, uh, I don't know what my secondary was doing. I called the Super Bowl interception. You know, it's just, it's just different. You know, you know what this reminds me of? When he um, wins, when he wins, you know, if he's gonna if cry he again, he's gonna cry again, and, it, and it's gonna be awesome. If if they give him a Gatorade bath, I will be upset too. If he, yeah, they will, hundred percent, and that'll be that'll be whack. But are all actions of a franchise where the bar is this low? Oh, he cries. He cares about the team. We love this coach. You're right. Let's give him a Gatorade bath. Oh, this or that. This is of, of a franchise and a fan base that has been beaten down so much, crying after a victory, gets posted <laughs> on Barstool Detroit, gets posted on other web. I can't wait. We're so lucky we have a coach like that. What did they do different or more than any other team in the league last week? And the other 15 head coaches that lost didn't cry. So yeah. I, I just can't relate to it. That's fair. That's fair. I was very entertained by it. Uh, I think the guy – is just a really emotional guy. And I thought it was entertaining to watch. And I am, I don't know. I am, I am more like, I am fine with this being our rock bottom year. Like, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think I'm very, very okay with this being our rock bottom year. Um, Because with the games they've been in, I just, I didn't think, you know, I didn't think they'd be anywhere near yeah. close in these games you get you i thought they'll be better than they were and well yeah just, we know and we tried and, to tell but, you but the thing is like the whole crying thing i'm going back to that for a second <laughs> and it, it reminds me of my mother um after college 
you know, in college after games that we lost and you will go out from as a player, you walk out the tunnel and you'll see the parents and they're upset. And the, the, she will be like, man, us as parents are more upset than you guys that actually played. And I looked at her one day, I was like, so if we came out here holding their heads down, crying, crying. do you think do you think Wisconsin's going to be like, oh, man, look how sad Michigan State is. Let's give them the win? Yeah. No, it's not that. Just fucking lace your bootstrap up, get to practice, get better. It, yeah. that's, that's all it takes. Dust, off, dust yourself off, get better. Um, unfortunately, it's not going to get better these next 12 games. I would like to do a segment next week. Chili server or Lions wide receiver, okay? We're gonna have four <laughs> names, and you're gonna have to tell if it's a server at Chili's or if it's a <laughs> receiver in Detroit. Because I'm a football guy, we're all football guys. I've never heard of anyone outside of the top two receivers on our team right now. I love that segment. <laughs> I do too. I really like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Just they should really just get into coverage when they have a lead late. That yeah, help. that would help too. Yeah, exactly. If you're down, you know, you're down two, you know, you're fucked. You're, you're if you're an opposing team, you just need a field goal. You know, you're gonna get it because the Lions will play soft, Mary Poppins umbrella defense. Unreal, unreal. All right, we'll talk about a good team now. Yeah, we can. We can do that. Lions are at home versus the Bengals. People think they got a shot. They probably don't. Um, all right, let's move in. Let's just let's just jump right into your boys, Ju. Holy shit. How did the Steelers? How did the Steelers beat the Bills Week One? That was a weird lead-in, but like, I still blows my mind. But the Bills, man, they look like fucking world beaters. Yeah, um, Buffalo looked good. Um, they look good defensively. They're flying around. Um, you know, they the game against Kansas City, and that's what I try telling people. Kansas City, you if you're playing them defensively, just sit back and play defense. Just sit back and play football. Don't get caught up in all the flashy shifts motions everything just sit back in your base defense wait till they snap the ball then play football and and that, that's what buffalo did and i think it goes back to the super bowl the you know todd Bowles and the bucks gave the blueprint to how to beat them don't rush patrick mahomes he he doesn't want to run the ball he wants to scramble around and thinks his guys are going to get loose somewhere and they're going to make some schoolyard backyard football play yeah and if you don't do that, if you just play sound technique football, you'll be fine. But offensively, Josh Allen, masterpiece. You know, he had his line, gave him a lot of time. He made great decisions, hurdling the dude on third. And talk about that's how you win your team yeah. over. That's how you yeah. win the locker room over. Yeah, that, that dagger drive. I mean, that the one where it looked like KC was kind of doing their KC thing and they were going to come back and score 100 points mm-hmm. in, in the pouring rain. He just fucking has that absolute dagger drive. I mean, I just, it was, it was awesome. I mean, I'm not going to say anything nice about the bills. Cause I get scolded on this show. If I say anything nice about the bills. So <laughs> guess what? I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to rustle anybody's feathers here. You know what? Keep doing what you're doing. I still don't think you're the best team in the AFC. Wow. Holy Damn. Who do you, who, who do you think's the best team? I mean, I'm just saying that because I don't want to say anything nice about them, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying pick a team, you know, pick, pick. You, you, you go Cincinnati. You teams right now, this is who I'm going to say is top three in no particular order, but I still really, really like the Browns. And why I like the Browns is they have the best run game 
in the AFC. And we all know running matters in the playoffs when it's cold out, when you need to grind out a game, shorten a game. So you know what, Baker, little gimpy right now. I still like the Browns as the best team, even though they lost at the Chargers last week in maybe the best game of the week, if not the best game of the year. Up there, for sure. I, uh, I, I Go ahead, Frank. I was just going to touch on the Bills. You know, J.U. said I was going to jinx them. I was this, I was that. I'm not allowed to be part of Bills Mafia. And uh, all they did was go out and kick the Chiefs' ass in prime I'll, time. So. I'll tell you what, Frank. You, you want to be part of Bills Mafia? I don't know. Well, well, I mean, it's yes or no. There's no, there's no in between. You're the in or you're out. I want in. You want in? You got to go in. through a table. I got to go through a table. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was the where this was gonna fucking land. I don't. I gotta need. I need like a Fisher Price table though, man. I got no, like no, 100... no, 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 no. We'll, we'll You're gonna have to the... throw me through it. You'll go through. You'll be. You'll be. Chicks go through the tables. Yeah, chicks, man. I'm. I'm scared. Are you, what, what, are you, what, are you, what are you talking about, Buffalo women? Now you're saying that. Hey, <laughs> hey, you guys are putting blue cheese on your wings out there, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not necessarily like a vegan area. You know what I? You know, the fucking wings are named after the area. But hey, they look fucking sick. And why is Josh Allen is so sick? I did not expect him to look this good, like or be this good ever. They look awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a great great quarterback, great organization. Love love what um you know they're doing over there. Um, hope to continue. Hope to keep rolling. Revenge week um at Tennessee and Monday Night Football, prime time, baby. And can we really just touch on real quick that basically the changing of the guard, where these new school quarterbacks, the Kylers, the Josh Allen's, Lamar Jackson on Monday night, as much as I doubted him this year, I mean you're seeing this whole new wave just take over. I think those guys are the top five, whereas, hey, it's kind of the changing of the guard, the Brady, the Rodgers, these guys are showing out, and those are probably your three favorites for MVP this year right now. Allen, Jackson, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, you know, if, even in the AFC, you talked about, you hit it on uh, your boy Baker Mayfield there. He's the seventh best quarterback in his age bracket in that division. Not even just in the entire division. In that division, he's the seven best quarterback out, I'd say, overall. It's crazy. You got guys like Herbert, too. It's like, where does that guy go? I was, I was lighting it up right Her, now. Herbert's not out of the MVP conversation no. either. No, not at all. Not at, not at all. Uh, no. what's, what's interesting, too, is like, you know, it was just like, when are they going to figure out Lamar ja or like they'll figure out Lamar Jackson? And it kind of feels like they've figured out Mahomes. Like you got to tread lightly with what you say there. Cause I know Mahomes is like, I'm not writing him off or anything like that, but it seems like L Lamar uh, has a little more figuring out to do. And, and Mahomes has to kind of get a little more creative. Um, the chiefs just also feel like they're just like, like I, I, like you didn't win the super bowl last year. I don't know why it still feels like they have that super bowl swag. To they still have that crown. Yeah. Cause they're yeah. an arrogant team. That, yeah. And that's, that, and that's coming to the detriment. I actually had this conversation with some of the guys over the weekend. Need your take on it. Was going to hold off for a week on it, but I, it's a spicy combo. Mahomes, in general. Okay, I used to love this guy. I still, like, love how he plays. He's sick. Like, it's fucking Patrick Mahomes. Like, and I think he's sick as a football player. But is he, like, not cool? Like, I can't stand his wife. I can't stand his little brother. I hate the commercials he's in. I don't really like his, like, look. And it feels like he's too cool in these games now. So I kind of just floated it out there to a couple of buddies. I was like, I know he's sick, but is he like, is he like not cool? 
I think that's a damn good question. Is he not cool? Like I always thought he was so cool, and then I'm like looking at the brother, the his wife choice, like, and I'm and I'm just like, I don't know. And then he's in the sneaker commercials, and I'm just like, I'll make a cross person. I'll make a cross sport comparison on and off the field. I feel like Mahomes is like Steph Curry. And I feel like Steph Curry was kind of that humble, modest guy. And then he started making commercials. His wife has come out, spoke on some stuff or whatnot, taken away from some of it. But his greatness, he you still look at things. And if what Mahomes does was done by other quarterbacks in the league, we go, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? This guy's unbelievable. Just like Curry pulling up from 33, it's like, all right, whatever. It's like we've never <laughs> seen that before him. So, like, you can't water it down in that sense. I still like Mahomes. I still think he's cool. I still appreciate the greatness. To me, he's like Steph Curry of the NFL. Oh, don't you fucking put him. Steph Curry's a cool <laughs> fucking dude. Steph Curry is good dude. Good people. Um, I Mahomes, guess- I think it's the, it's that whole same thing, make you laugh will make you cry. You know, they get away with so much shit and it's like, oh, wow, look at that. He did this. He did this behind the back between the legs pass. And now he's still trying to do that shit and it's getting picked off and everything. And that's what's happening now. But I I think Mahomes is cool. I think Mahomes is cool. I hate his wife, Brittany. I think, you know, she's loud. She's obnoxious. And his brother, I think his brother's the same way, too. His brother is tough to watch, like seriously tough to watch. Like he's. He's tough to watch. I'll say that for a third time. Yeah, I don't know. Cool, cool trains. You know, jury's out. I'm sure. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is pretty cool. I mean, he's just sick at football. So by that standard, he's just like cool. But I was just, you know, just kind of something to think about. Like, you know, keep an eye on his shit. And I just thought during that Bills game, like, I don't know. Sometimes they act like their shit doesn't stink, and it's like you didn't even win the you didn't even win the bowl last year. Um, like you said, Browns Chargers was probably the wildest game of the NFL season so far, up there for sure. That was just sick. Two really good teams. The Chargers are fun to watch as hell. They're awesome. Uh, and then Ju, man, your boys, the the boys, your boys, the boys. They are rolling, rolling. You got anything to say this week? Any any bold predictions that maybe you didn't touch on last week? Who me? Yeah, you said the Cowboys were only going to lose three games this year. I believe you said. You got anything you want to go any further? Elaborate on that? Maybe come out and make a bold prediction after week five? Or... You got any balls, Jay? I'm, I'm telling you. How about them Cowboys? I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. I said they're only going to – what I said? They're only going to lose three more games? Three we games. More. Yeah, they're going to lose two more games. Three yes. Games. And I look at the schedule, and I still feel the same way. All Absolutely. Right. No spicier takes out of J.U. Um <laughs> Let's move into our picks here. We were looking for more out of Jay. Couldn't get it out of him. We'll get it soon. We'll get it soon. Um, All right. Let's move into our betting picks here quickly. All right. So just a couple notes moving into this. Um, Chandler, absolutely on fire with uh, picks in general, but Monday night football, he is undefeated. On Monday night football, he is a clean 5-0, clean 5-0. Um, your boy's four and one. That's me. I'm your boy. And then, uh, <coughs> Jay is two and three. Yikes. Okay. I hate Mondays, right? You're like Garfield. We'll call you Garfield. Have a case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
all right, Ju, and just in general, uh, Ju is slumping. I want everyone to know that. Um, rough week last week. Overall, one four and one. Uh, but he did have, I think, one of the spicier picks. His only correct one was, you know, Philly plus three and a half. I thought that was. I didn't see that at all. So the fact that you hit that one, they. I can't believe they won that game. I started Darnold in fantasy. He went for three points, lost me the week. Um, so that game just sucked. Fuck the Eagles, just in general. Um, so yeah, that's kind of all I got. But let's move into our picks. And again, if you're listening to the show for the gambling, if, if you guys have just followed us for the NFL, we're 45, 28, and two, which I just, I can't even believe that. Um, Chandler is the top dog in the house uh, at 17 and eight. I am right on his heels at 15, nine and one. And then JU's right behind me at 13, 11 and one. We're all in the green. Me and JU keep flip-flopping week by week. Um, but Chandler uh, has had a firm lead. You want a spicy take? I'm going undefeated this week. I love that. Oh, wow. Oh, so you mean like me last week? Well, at least on Sunday. I was undefeated on Sunday. I think I missed. No, wait, let's go. I hit Thursday night football with the Rams. Yeah, yeah you were all good. Oh, my God. I was 5-0. and oh. Holy yeah. shit. Holy I'm going 5-0. and oh. I'm all going 5-0. Right. All right, well, why don't you lead us off? What's your first pick of this week? My first pick of this week is, and I hate doing this because I love wow. me some from Chicago Bears, but I'm going with that that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, minus you. four and a half at Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's a great well, I don't pick. think the Packers, the Packers aren't a good team, really. Aren't? They, they, they're not a they're not a great team. They're not like what Chandler said, they go into the, the Super Bowl and everything like that. I don't they're, know, man. They, they, they of... out games that they Look at the game last week. All those field goal misses and everything. Found a way to win. On yeah, that's, that's why I'm, that's why I'm going the with road. them this week. That's why I'm going with them this week. Packers minus five, four and a half at Chicago. Ju, I'm going to give you a week to think of a bet. Who goes further, Packers or Cowboys? You name the price and or the bet. Wow. And we'll cash it out at the end of the season, all right? Dinner at prime and proper. Hell See yeah. See that? watching. We got, yeah. the, we got the handshake, the virtual handshake. All right. I'm, I'm coming. And then whoever lost just absorb, <laughs> absorb mine as well. I'm down for a private proper meal though. So Ju, you uh, 90% of the money on the Packers bears always play them tough in soldier field. I'm not sure about that one. What I am sure about is this game. Uh, this game to me, little off as far as what I, I think the spread was supposed to be versus what it should be. Um, but I really, I don't get it. And that's why I'm going to take it. This team has looked better than their record. They beat the little kitty cats last week. One team's going in one direction. The other team's going in the other direction. Minnesota minus one at Carolina. Give me the Vikings minus one. Uh, I like Madison. If Delvin cook doesn't have to play, uh, Carolina's working in some new cornerbacks with CJ Henderson with Stefan Gilmore Vikings have arguably one of the top five duos in the league at receiver. Give me the Vikings minus one at Carolina this weekend. Man, Chandler, just ballsy picks out of you, man. Like that is a game I just looked at and said, fuck no. Like I'm not touching that. I don't know who the Vikings are. I don't really know who Carolina is either. Like McCaffrey might be coming back. Yeah. And like, is, is that good? Does that change the offense? Like I just, those two teams, Minnesota and Carolina, I can't put my finger on yet. Like, and it might, they might be that the whole year. So good on you for, for going with that. So, all right. 
I am going to shock you guys, shock you guys with my pick here. Um, you guys know I love, you know, the, the West Coast coming to the East Coast thing when it comes to betting. But I'm going against the grain here because I don't like – I'm offended that the Chargers are three-point dogs going into Baltimore. Omaha. And, oh, Wow. Wow. Is uh well, I'm curious where the money is. Go honestly, go ahead. So take I'm, just, I'm gonna take my pick. So I am taking. Fuck, is all the money on the Chargers? This is horrible if it is, but I'm taking the Chargers plus three. I'm taking. I'm taking Herbie Eckler, the whole bolts. I like them. Uh, I think Baltimore is beatable, or at least keep it closeable. I'm taking the Chargers plus three. Closeable. <laughs> you and 95 out of every 100 dollars are taking the Chargers. Oh, I hate that now. I really hate that pick now. <laughs> oh, you took it right out of my hands. We'll have to call an audible at the line, boys. Damn it. Well, either way, I would have taken the Chargers if it was a sheep shark, but it's I'm good. up. You're up. Yeah. Or whoever's fired up, just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going back to my Weedem boys. I knew that was coming. We making noise. (laughs) Cowboys minus three and a half at New England. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm probably going to take that bet. Like, I just, the boys are just rolling. They're just rolling. Oh, one thing I forgot to note here, and this might be a, this is more of like a Chandler fact, but we all, I should have said this up front. Uh, Last week, this is big. Last week, was the first week that uh, Vegas lost on the NFL book. They have never lost two weeks in a row. So every line out there, fuck, I mean, me just taking the the chargers, like every line out there, warning, warning, caution, everyone out there betting, you better think long and hard about what you do and then maybe fade everything that you think because Vegas has never lost twice in a row and they lost last week and they're pissed. So these lines are, these lines are evil this week. They're evil. Mm. Little Lee Corso here. Great point, Frank. Great point, Frank. Frank, what's your favorite line? What's your favorite line, Frank? E- west to East Coast? Is that what you said? Something like that? Yeah, the, when the West goes to the East, uh, they don't do so well with the time change for a 1 o'clock game. You know I'm not dead on my team yet this year. You know exactly where I'm going with this. Oh, west Coast team going to the East Coast. Double-digit favorite. America's new favorite team. The golden boy, Matt Stafford, he goes into Seattle. He beats the Seahawks. And now guess what? They're going to win their next four games. They're going to be seven and one. And then they start facing tough opponents. Not so fast. They got to face the G-men. And they're going to the Meadowlands on Sunday. Danny Dimes on track to come back and play. If not, that's all right. We got Mike Glennon. The hillbilly's going to have to wipe the sleepies out of his eyes, all right? I'm taking the Giants plus 10 and a half, all right? I like Devontae Booker. I like Kadarius Toney, even though he had a little slip-up, punched the guy last week. I think he's explosive. <laughs> Percy Harvin type, same university. Give me the G-men because that's just too many points and because 95% of the money is on the Rams. And when it seems too easy, it is too easy for the other team. G-Men plus 10 and a half. I love it. I hate your G-Men love, but I do love that pick. And I love your explanation. And the, the Giants may be the only other team that are as injured as the, the Lions. Um, Saqu- Saquon's out. 
Yeah, Danny Dimes might be out. You might see Brian Lewerke playing quarterback for them. Ooh, Lewerke, jerk me. All right, fine. We're loving that pick. (laughs) Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, fuck yeah. So another West Coast team going to the East Coast, um, but I'm taking the West Coast team again. I guess I'm just call me the West, call me the West Coast Bandit this week because. I don't really understand the line of the Seahawks Steelers game. The Steelers are favored five and a half at home. And I don't know if that's just because of the travel, but I don't know. It's the primetime game. Russell Wilson, primetime five points with what I've seen out of the Steelers, especially, or especially, yeah, what I've seen out of the Steelers with Seattle coming off a loss. It's too many points. I'm taking the Seahawks plus five and a half in Pittsburgh, betting against my curtain. Is Geno Smith wearing Russell's jersey this week, or what's going on? Did I miss something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. See, that, that was the that was going to be my backup pick, and I had Pittsburgh winning that. I, I think Pittsburgh's back. Wow. I mean, I, fuck. I'll, I mean, I like Pittsburgh. I, you know, I just five points. They'll win by three. Steelers can win by three. Have fun. Yeah, but you're not going to win the. I'm going five and zero oh this week. Well, you didn't take the Steelers officially. I didn't. I said that was no. I said that was going to be my backup pick. I'm saying for the week on here, I'm going five and zero. Oh. Well. I, you know, I hope you're right because I'm, I'm not going to lie, Ju. the two, I, my two backups, fucking Green Bay and Cowboys. So, <laughs> oh, you, you're on the boys wagon now, huh? Are you kidding me? They've hit every time we've taken them besides week one. Oh, no, no, week one they did hit. That's when you didn't take them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chad, give, the cannons. give us that sheep shark. All right, sheep shark. Again, want to shout out to DV, my buddy. He looks up points bet, cross-reference it with the percentage of bets on DraftKings. So my sheep shark of the week was Chargers Ravens. Obviously, Frank, the shepherd, took the Chargers. I am the shepherd. I did not want to leave us hanging. I had a couple backup options. And here's my backup option. So 97, yes, 97% of the money is on this team. We talked about them here. To start off the segment, we talked about them a little bit here. We talked how they might have had a little bit of a hangover. You know who I'm talking about. Kansas City Chiefs, minus six and a half at the Washington football team this week. Chiefs again laying six and a half with 97% of the money on them, 90% of the bets on them. I'm going to start it off with our former NFL running back, Mr. J.U. Colcrick. J.U., are you going to be a sheep and are you going to take the Chiefs or are you going to be a shark and take the football team plus six and a half? I think the last three weeks I was a sheep and I lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so that, that, you know, takes into consideration. Uh, Taylor Heineke, love, he's a, you know, upstarting quarterback. I wish uh, Fitzmagic was playing. Uh, I love um, Washington's defense. They fly around. I think, uh, you know, um, Chase Young, so absolute monster. He's going to be a great player for years to come in the league. Um, but I think Kansas City is going to be pissed. I'm going, I'm going to be a sheep again and and break the curse, and I'm going with the Chiefs. All right, Frank, who you got? Yeah, um, you know, I am. Yeah, fuck it. I'm not even fucking around with this one. I'm I'm a sheep as well. Like I don't have the stones to take the football team. Six and a half. Why is it six and a half? They couldn't even get it up to set. like they're gonna win by a touchdown. The Chiefs, Chiefs are pissed. Even though I just said Mahomes isn't cool and they walk around like their shit doesn't stink. <laughs> like I'm still gonna try to win money off them this week. And 
I'm just going KC. I just, I don't really have a good reasoning. And it's one of those, like, I'm not going to overthink it. But again, Vegas lost their first time last week. So these are all very dangerous. I'm on two sheep bets. So what do you, I'm the shepherd again, a accidental shepherd. Jay, you, you hit it on the head. Kansas City is pissed this week. They're coming off uh, a couple tough losses here. Uh, it's about time for them to show their true colors. Uh, they're going into Washington, uh, a team who's been a little underwhelming. Um, and you know what? Sheep travel together. But that's exactly why I'm going the other way. I'm taking 3% of the money. Vegas is on track to hit this week. I'm going to give you something. You ready for this prediction? Kansas City's going to win by six. They're going to win in overtime, and Mahomes is going to throw a touchdown in overtime, and they're going to win by six. Football team covers by half point. Antonio Gibson, big game if you're a DFS fan. They're going to shorten the game, keep it close, force an overtime. Give me the football team plus six and a half, along with 3% of the money. Yeeks. I think too much, too much, too much off field stuff going on in Washington right now. A lot of emails. A lot of emails. Unreal. Um, And I am just looking at our Sunday standings. An interesting note here JU is actually the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to Sundays. Of course. At, at 10, 4, and 1 with a push. Of course. But a push is a win. It's not just a win when I have it. A push is a win. Kissing your, kissing your sister. I, don't, I just still don't understand that reference. Chandler is 10 and 5, and then I am 9, 5, and 1. So we are all circling the wagons, if you will. Does that make you happy, J.U.? Don't care. No, I don't want you to say anything <laughs> associated with the mafia. Mafia, baby. Mafia, baby. Blue cheese on my wings. You know me. Hey, Buffalo. All right. That's what they say. Hey, Buffalo. No, they don't say that. No, they do. I heard them. All right. So moving into college here, we're going to touch on it quickly. Fucking college football again. Um, Guys, we're, we're like so close to uh, Michigan, Michigan state, like knock on all the wood in the world for Michigan state. I don't care what Michigan does leading up to it, but like, we're looking at like a top 10 matchup on Halloween. It's just getting fucking crazy. Yeah, I think I definitely think we are. But, uh, you know, this I think this game coming up against IU could be a trap game. Um, you know, looking forward into that. Um, IU don't sleep on IU uh, playing there. It's their homecoming. I remember when I played IU on their homecoming, uh, they had John Mellicamp singing on the 50 yard line pregame. Um, it was such a dreary, sleepy atmosphere kind of like playing at what at northwestern so i'm i'm kind of worried about the boys but you know what i'm not worried about them at all i'll be there did I'll you be... lose did you lose to when you yeah played? yeah at you indiana my my junior, game. my junior year at you indiana. can't go to the game but you we beat them my senior year we beat them my senior year at home yeah you but can't, the, can't the previous game. the previous my freshman year we beat them there if you come back from this trip man if you go down to if you go to Indiana and you come back with an L, like, could I'm you gonna, imagine if I go to if I go to, if I go to the, yeah the, the Spartans <laughs> and the Bills lose and I'm there? Oh, I kill you, Frank. It's only fair we put the blame on Ju. If the Bills would have lost this last Sunday, it would have been our fault. So if MSU loses on Saturday, it's Ju's fault. I'm the Bills' good luck charm. I'm not really worried about it. You're uh, not the Bills' good luck charm. I am. I'm the char- I'm the I'm the charm of Buffalo. That's what they call it. Yes, I am. 
I'm you, don't even know, you don't even know who Pinto Ron is. That's what you think. You didn't even know OJ was still in the Ring of Honor. I knew OJ was there. You don't know who the Pinto Ron is. So, all right, Jay, you seriously, if they if you go to Indiana and we fucking lose, like, I get to punch you in the mouth as hard as I can. That's fine. It'll be like a pillow hitting me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'll probably just like break my hand. <laughs> yeah, you, bring, you bring up a lot of good points. It's, it's one of those trap games. MSU has a bye after this week. And then obviously uh, upcoming to the big matchup against Michigan. My thing though is people, myself included, have said, ah, this, this might be a tough game for MSU. A lot of people were saying it last week. Last brought, week was a trap game. Yes. With the line and everything. But you know what? They they just have something we haven't seen there in a while, and they have so many offensive weapons. I think they're just going to overwhelm Indiana. They have so much talent on the outside, something we haven't seen there in a couple years, or at least we haven't utilized here in a couple years. Um, I think MSU is focused. I think they want that matchup at the woodshed on Devil's Night uh, or Devil's Day. We don't know what even time that game's going to be at yet, but – I think MSU wins. I think they win comfortably. I'd give it a one to two possession game, 10 to 14 point game. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, there's no reason the game, I mean, they should, you know, they should keep chopping, you know, I'm, I'm going to take that line. It's fishy as all fuck, but I'm not really thinking of the gambling ways. You know, I'm just, they should just win that game. They should absolutely just win that game. And then the bye week before the big one. I mean, that's, I think that's a good thing. I don't know if that's different in college or how that works, Jay, if you got any opinion there, but I mean, a bye week's always usually a good thing. Um, I didn't personally like a bye week. Um, the only time you like a bye week is if you're a team that's just losing every game or if you're yeah. a team that's injured. I think if you're on a roll, just keep the train going. Yeah. That bye week can sidetrack you a little bit, get you out of your routine because you get a couple of days off and everything gets thrown off. Um, you know, athletes are creatures of habits. You know how it is, um, but the my more important question is if anybody of the Fizz Army is listening, DM me some of the best bars to go to in Bloomington, please. Um, and also the best bars to go to in Nashville. Um, you know, let's uh let's all have fun, huh? Hell yeah. What's a bigger line this weekend? MSU minus five or JU over under five Nashville hot chicken sandwiches. <laughs> I think that's a really good cross-sport prop bet. Ju, I got you at over, and it might be in one sitting. To be honest with you. Oh fuck, I got me over too. <laughs> Ju, yeah, I want you to story or send me everything that you eat this weekend. I want to see that diet. We're gonna calorie, <laughs> we're gonna calorie count your ass. It's, oh yeah, yeah. It's too bad. I'm just gonna miss you. I'll be flying out of Nashville as you're flying in. Which we're stay just an extra day. Them. Stay an extra day. I don't know, man. I don't you, know. You can, you can, yeah. Stay an extra day. <laughs> Get out of here. Based on Broadway Street. Yeah. If you're such a build mafia, you would be there. Yeah, that's true. I'm the charm of Buffalo. I only go to home games. So, all right. Um, any other notes from the college ranks you guys want to say, or you just want to get into our picks? Let's just get into our picks. I think we're going a little long. So yeah, to say the least, well, we did an entire <laughs> hockey segment we didn't plan on. And then, you know, we got into like morals. Uh, blame, the, blame the black guy for the hockey segment. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> A tale as old as time, right? <laughs> no, I'm glad we fucking did it. Um, I'm so happy. All right, I'm going with my pick. I'm just going to lead off here. Um, I am simply just, this is like a total, just look at the book numbers uh, bet. Like I'm not really thinking too much on this one. I just see a big 10 team at home hosting another big 10 team. That's not that good. And they're getting points. 
So I'm taking it. So I'm taking Minnesota at home plus four uh, hosting Nebraska. I don't think Nebraska is that good. I don't know why they're getting all this love on the road. I'm just taking Minnesota to cover the four points. Good pick. Good pick, Frank. This one is all personal. It's out of spite. I took this guy as a long shot last year to win the Heisman. I took them last week to cover a big spread. He's fucked me both times. (laughs) Say no more. This team has lost two straight. I think it's a bounce back game. SEC matchup. Give me Arkansas at home, minus four and a half against Auburn. Bo Nix, I got a personal vendetta against you. I'll never bet Auburn with Bo Nix on that roster ever again. Mm. Great football name, though. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, for my pick, I'm going to go to probably the the best college entrance in entire college football. Do you guys know what that is? Death Valley? Uh, the best entrance in college football. Is it Death Valley, Clemson? No. Was it it wasn't the Virginia Tech, is it? Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. The yeah. best entrance. Virginia Tech hosts Pitt um, at noon on uh, Saturday. And I am going with the fight in Narduzzi's Pitt minus five. Wow. like that. Their quarterback's really good there, isn't he? What is it? Pickett? Rickett? Yeah, Pickett. He's, a, he's, a, he's good. And that Narduzzi stingy defense. Mm-hmm. Good pick, Jay. I like it. Yep. Good stuff. We need to tighten it up on college. Um, I have lost three in a row after starting 5-0, and um, and I did like five picks without you guys. Um, J.U. has lost his last two, and Chandler, who started 0-3, is now – two for his last two. So J.U. and Chandler are two and three across the board. I'm technically five and three, but if we started all at the same time, um, I'm fucking dog shit. I'm two and three there as well. Are. I'm two and three as well. So there we're six are. and nine since we all started doing it, but overall we're nine and nine. Honest so, question. Did you guys score peak my Liberty pick at all last week or no? Oh, I yeah, was, I meant to touch I was, on I was, that. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit. I had a bunch of people, Chandler, I had a bunch of people text me and say, what logo is that? Who is that? Because I put the, <laughs> put the logos up and they were like, who is that? It's like they want to know Chandler's pick. I was like, oh, yeah, that's uh, Liberty. The Liberty Flames. But the logo has an eagle in it. Yeah, yeah. Why are they We're, the Flames? If you watch them, you're going to be watching the, the two, 2022 Lions quarterback, Malik Willis. Oh, that's right. That's right. I like that. All right. Well, there's our picks. There's our sports for the day. Let's move into uh, our over-under here. Jerry actually proactively reached out to me um, and said, do you need five? So I appreciate that. I don't know why we have to do that every week. Like, I need it every week, Jerry. So just, like, can you just do it? Like, I don't know why we hey, have to. Lay off Jerry. I don't know why we have to, like, communicate about it. It's, it's like, frustrating. But whatever. Um, I know Jerry's probably real fired up. You know, one of the biggest Red Wing fans I know, and they're kicking off tomorrow. And Jerry, Jerry's one of those guys, man. He knows where the young guns are coming from. Uh, so he's he's been watching some of these. I know he's real bummed though that Joey Valeno's not in there because he's Jerry's a bag of meatballs himself. So hey, Jerry, if you're listening, shoot me a message. Uh, let me know when you want to go to a Red Wings game. You and I will go, and we'll leave Frank at home. Cool. I don't. I that sounds fantastic. You two yeah. can kiss, and then you can enjoy a night with Jerry and realize why. It's a broken, we'll go have a, a nice dinner, common proper, yeah, and then go to Red Wings. So it'll be a nice date. 
Yeah, good. Great. Happy for everyone involved here. All right. So let me find this fucking email from Jerry. Um, all right, we got it here. He leads it off with an LGRW, which I always appreciate. All right, moving into over under here. First on the list, Jerry sends me a list of five things. We say if those things are over or underrated. You guys know how this goes. Number one, number one, I'm leading off. I'm going to lead off. Uh, karaoke. Karaoke. Um, this is actually, you know, this is one of those where it's like, ah, I could go either way. Right. But I'm going to say just for all intents and purposes that karaoke is underrated. Um, sometimes when you go to a bar and you don't know it's karaoke night, it's like, ah, fuck it's karaoke night. But if you know, it's karaoke night, you shouldn't just go to that bar. If you know, it's karaoke night and you don't want to see karaoke, just don't go, go to a different bar. But if you know, it's karaoke night and you're either going to partake and someone's good at it, that's always entertaining. If someone's bad at it is pretty entertaining. And Recently, I was at the old Sham in Hazel Park. Not recently, probably pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, I'm at Hazel Park Shamrock, okay? And they have karaoke nights. And I saw the wildest karaoke I've ever seen in my life, which will forever make karaoke underrated. It was two guys doing Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. And one guy was doing like the big, scary, dark, like Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. And then another guy was doing the screamo part. And it was fantastic. It's karaoke underrated. Um. I'll go next. Um, I've been known to uh, belt out a song or two on karaoke night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why do you look at me like that? No, I was saying like, yeah, of course. Like, yes, I, I was I, super I, agreeing. That was like me, like, of course. And, uh, you know, so you said your little karaoke story. I was so, so when I was living in LA, I went to this uh, little um, place in Chinatown. And from the outside looking in, it looks like the place was closed. All the windows were blacked out. But you go down there, you can rent your own karaoke room. And they bring you nice. food, drinks, everything. It was absolutely awesome. So you and your group of your friends can go and just fucking belt out all the fucking 80s, 90s ballads and just fucking go nuts. So karaoke underrated to me. You know what? I, I hate to be the, the guy that just adds on and says the same thing, but I agree. If you've ever been to Kit Kat Club at 25 and Romeo Plank, one of the greatest karaoke establishments in the world. I've seen Bohemian Rhapsody done to a T. I've seen Xavier from anyone who went to Lakeside Mall, free chicken, you know that guy? That guy is a huge Led Zeppelin karaokeer and he hits it to a T. Karaoke done right is done great. My favorite one of all time, my buddy on Mushrooms went up to Kit Kat Club and sang Billy Joel scenes from an Italian restaurant. Listen to that. Ask yourself how you can ever sing that song at a karaoke. And he did it and knew every single fucking word on mushrooms. Karaoke underrated. That's hilarious. So I, well, we have to ask, what would everyone's karaoke song be? Like if you were handed the mic right now, what would your karaoke song be? I'd throw down a little Zach Brown band chicken fry. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Gosh, you caught me off guard, Frank. I don't, I don't really have one, to be honest. Bund ahead. I'm going to pull the trigger. Or, you know, unless you got a death wish, then. Yeah, I guess no, go cool. ahead. No, I was, yeah, I was trying to force you into one, but I think if I was handed one right now, I had to do it. I would do, I would do Wagon Wheel. I would do Darius Rucker's version of Wagon Wheel. Mm. I like Matchbox 20 or something like that. Cool. It's 3 a.m. I must be low. <laughs> there it is. We're getting a little taste. <laughs> uh, I got a great duet one. Uh, mm. Kid Rock, Cheryl Crow Pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, my, my wife can belt it. She's a great singer. So she's great at karaoke. The last song I karaoke though. So I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. I love karaoke, but I don't do it. Last karaoke I did was at Michigan state at crunchies. My senior year, I did Superman by Eminem wrapped Superman, very vulgar, you know, 
anthrax on a tampax and slap you till you can't stand that guy's doing the super bowl halftime show number two on the list number two the fast and furious movies the fast and furious movies i'll start i'll start <laughs> god as good as the first two were those are obviously great all time but i don't even know what we're on anymore 10 11 tokyo drift shanghai night east <laughs> european uh, turnpike i don't even know what they're at now it, when paul walker passed rest in peace paul walker i was lost i don't like him anymore the whole series has been tainted because of the back half and how putrid they are. Fast and the Furious is overrated, although the first two are great. So Chandler, this is this is like a a boat, a ship, a plane that I have just m- missed. Like I've just missed this this whole thing. Like I was never a part of it from the beginning. I'm not a part of it now. Like. It was, it's just one of those that I missed and they just keep coming and coming and coming. And I just missed them. I don't know anything about them. I know Ludacris is, was in them. I know they I know they started from like racing cars in the street to now like ripping helicopters out of the sky. Um, so I'm just going to say they're overrated. I think I saw the first one like in passing years ago, but I have no, these do nothing for me. This, they, they do nothing for me. A new one, an old one doesn't matter. Overrated. I agree. The only thing it's good for is a reference. Like our one buddy, I won't name drop him here. Whenever I drove fast, he'd be like, chill out, Toretto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, if you're driving crazy, call yourself Toretto, Dom Toretto, main character, Vin Diesel. That's the only thing it's good for the first two, not the last 12. Yeah. I, I, uh, and the memes were funny. The family memes were funny. <laughs> Ju, fast and furious over or underrated. Um, I'm on the fence because uh, The Rock and John Cena are in it. It definitely tipped it over. So I'll definitely say it's uh, underrated just because The Rock and John Cena were in it. Weird. Wow. Yeah, Wrestlers weird. went into acting. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, it's, it's a weird career. How would weird. they do that? I don't know. Because hmm. they're, they're athlete, the athletes. Made no shit take. <laughs> Number three, uh, New Balance. New Balance brand. Oh, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Please do. Love, love, love New Balance. I used to get the two for sixty. Two for sixty back in college. You get two pair of New Balances for sixty bucks. Um, love New Balances. I have wide feet, so they were great on on my feet. And we call it the newbies. They'll get those fresh newbies. Yes, New Balances underrated. Hell yeah. I'm going to say they're underrated too. I don't own a pair right now. Uh, but when I did have them as a kid, I thought they were awesome. And like, I'm getting a lot of ads for them lately and they, they like are cool. And I feel like they were cool and like comfortable. And then they kind of died and they were the dad shoe. And then now the dad shoe is cool. And then now they're also part of like the sneakerhead world as well. Like, I feel like they're like cool again. And I, I like them. They're cool. Miggy. That's what Miggy wears. Miggy's a new balance guy. Yeah, I, Frank, the, the new line is kind of sleek looking. They look nice. They kind of appeal to the younger crowd. I can't be a hypocrite, though. I don't know if I've ever owned a pair of New Balances. Um, and I sure as hell don't own the dad lawn mowing New Balances that we all know. So I'm going to say New Balance, slightly overrated. Oh, her mm. feelings. Mm. Right? Mm. 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 Number four, Pokemon. Pokemon. I'll just go first. Fucking stupid. <laughs> Nerd. Get a fucking life. Overrated. 
Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, go ahead. Go. I'm going to take it. You know me. I like to hustle. I like to sell things. I like to collect things. I'm not playing the damn game where you rejuvenate with the energy and you use your moves or whatnot. These are collectibles. These are valuable. There's a market for them. Pokemon underrated because of their resale value. Um, all right. Two different ways to look at that. I am, I'm just going to come right out and say they're underrated because I used to play Pokemon stadium a ton as a kid. And I really thought that was a fun game. And I'm also kind of like have a little bit of comic nerd animation like in me. So I just think the whole idea the phenomenon or the, the shit behind it is pretty cool, but I'm not like a Pokemon freak or anything. I'm just, I think it'd be like really hypocritical for me to say that. Nerd. That's fine. That's totally fine. I'll accept that. Underrated, underrated Pokemon. Number five, number, number five, uh, workout gloves, workout gloves. Oh, how do, how do we feel about workout gloves? I'll start. I'm not the biggest guy I work out. I'm not the buffest guy, but yeah, we know that's my, that's my biggest pet peeve. When you see some fucking kid racking up 135s and he's got 135 on the bench and he's got the gloves on I just it's not for me unless you're a power lifter or you're doing something professional maybe then it's acceptable there's no place for for power lifting gloves or or weightlifting gloves at a planet fitness and or any gym like that overrated yeah I mean you're not I'm just gonna coming from another 140 pound guy on the podcast i uh I, i'm never gonna wear a workout club. i'm never gonna really work out i'm not wearing workout gloves they're under they're overrated they're overrated fucking not wearing those things i'm fucking coming from a guy that works out and i've actually been uh, ju- uh not juicing yeah <laughs> no you have been you, have and, been. Uh, you know juicing up my workouts uh you know hitting it harder and everything in the past couple months um i think if i see you wearing workout gloves i will go and slap you you're supposed <laughs> to get cuts on your hands you're supposed to get calluses built up on you when you shake another man's hand and you feel the callus you're like yeah you work out and when you do the cleans and power cleans and everything you're supposed to get scrapes on your shin from the barbells hitting and cutting your shin Fuck that's yeah. how you that's called work ethic Fuck yeah fuck yeah people shake my hand they're like oh you must work at a desk and i'm like yeah. <laughs> i type all day <laughs> fuck <Construction>. yeah <laughs> yeah no i mean i'm telling you we're getting our getting the kitchen redone and we were just talking about how like the workers are here and like i'm i'm standing there in the kitchen in my fucking ugg slippers holding a latte like and they're asking me shit about the fucking house and i'm just like you guys think I'm such a colossal fucking pussy. Yeah. Cause there's like, Oh, what do you think? You know, what are you putting these wires here? We're going to wrap it down there. I don't know. There's fucking speaking another language to me. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I do digital marketing. Like, I'm just like a pussy to them. And dude, I felt the same when we went to the house and the, the inspector was there and he's like, show me thing. I'm like, okay, cool. Can you fix it? Let's do it. Let's go. I, mean, yeah. I, I wanted to interrupt the guy. He was a super nice guy, but I want to be like, you want to, you don't have to explain to me what you're doing or how it I got trust there. Because I'm just going to keep saying, yeah, for yeah for sure, or no, for sure, based on whatever direction you point me. <laughs> all right, boys, good show this week. Um, that will wrap up episode 68. We all know it comes next. Oh, boy, who knows what happens next episode? It's going to get weird. Probably not. Hey, hey yo. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> if J.U. 
comes back from Indiana without a W. Um, he's dead to all of us. But thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. Let's go Red Wings. Start of a new season tomorrow. And uh, good luck with everyone's bets this week. See you guys next week. Peace out. Have a great week, everybody. Welcome to the South Battle I know I caught a trucker out of Philly. Had a nice long talk. But he's a header west from the Cumberland Gap to Johnson City. Tennessee, I gotta, I gotta move on before the sun I hear my baby calling my name and I know that she's the only one And if I die in Raleigh, at least I will die free So rock me mama like a wagon